I'll tell you what, Ethan. One benefit of the Pac-12 dissolving is that Bill Walton is even more unhinged than he usually is. We are watching the Colorado-Arizona men's basketball game right now, and Bill Walton um, asked if a man's foul was against humanity. Bill Walton is unhinged, everybody. Kid, are you in a hotel room right now? Where are you? I'm in my bed. Honey, where are you? <laughs> You're at a hotel room. or a- I am at a – I'm in the hotel lobby currently. Well, hey, thank you for coming on the podcast. You're at CrossCon right now. Uh, give me an eight-second uh, description of what CrossCon is. Um, yes, CrossCon is sort of a missions conference where um, it, the emphasis is mainly on missionaries being sent out from the local church, and the emphasis has a big emphasis on being a part of a local church, and is aimed at eighteen to twenty-five year olds. Well, honey, we're glad you're there. We did not send you there, but I will take full <laughs> responsibility and ownership for, for sending you to CrossCon. Hey, uh, you're um, part of UBC, so. Hey, amen. We love the body of believers. Cade, uh, you had a you had a, an adventurous weekend. You got to see Liberty in the Fiesta Bowl, and you got to meet your hero, Coach Jamie Chadwell. Tell me about that experience, please. Well, Heath, your prediction was pretty accurate. Liberty did win the first quarter. Six to three. Let's go. <laughs> I felt pretty good in the first quarter. And then things kind of went downhill after that. But it was still a really fun experience. Phoenix is a cool place and got to meet Coach Chadwell. And that was really cool. It was a lot of Liberty fans out there. I mean, the attendance was around 48,000. And I'd say it's probably 60% Oregon, 40% Liberty, which I think is pretty good ratio for us being a, a younger school. Historic for Liberty to get to play in that game, considering six years ago they're in the FCS. And it was the, so far, not counting the national championship, the seventh most watched bowl game. What did you and Chadwell talk about? Did you say, hey, thank you for everything you did? Uh, I saw him walking. And I was eating dinner, actually. And he just walked right in front of me. So I was like, Coach Shallow, can I get a picture? And he's like, sure. He's like, where are you from? I said, Arkansas. And he said, you don't call the hogs, do you? And I said, not anymore. What? And he what? <laughs> he said, he said, all right. And he's like, I like it. And I couldn't say that I did to his face. I mean, I still do, but I couldn't say that. He wouldn't have been offended. Cade, your <laughs> fandom of the Razorbacks have been revoked. How dare you? <laughs> I I couldn't do Why? it to his face. I can't you? say that to his face. What? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, it's fine. When Arkansas wins the national championship this year, you don't get to celebrate, okay? <laughs> I uh I like meeting coaches. I met John Calipari one time. Cool guy. Nice dude. Uh, I was like seven years old, but uh, I remember that fondly. I shook his hand. I met a coach uh, once. I met Rick Patino once. You met Rick Patino? Yeah, his brother um, was the coach of the FIU Golden Panthers, and the Sun Belt Tournament was held in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and Rick Patino flew in to go support his brother. So there's a photo of me. I have two photos from this specific night of basketball in 
whatever the name of the arena was at that point. Now it's uh, Bank OZK. On that one night, I had a photo with Rick Pitino and with Big Red, the Western Kentucky mascot. Um, yeah, one of our best mascots. I think that was a pretty solid night of photos for me. I've also met Brett Bielema before, so there's that. You and I met Sam Pittman, shook his hand. I said, thank you for what you're doing with the program. He said, we'll get better. And you know what? They won nine <laughs> games the next year. And now we're at a different spot. Anyway. He, at least he kept his word. He us. kept his word. Honey, honey, you were, you might remember this. Remember when Gino Ariema was at a Baptist Prep basketball game? I said, I do, but not for anyone at Baptist Prep, though. Yeah, but it still counts. You know what I mean? <laughs> I also met the coach of Kansas when Isaac McBride was being recruited. Who is that, uh, Bill, Bill Self? Bill Self. And I think Tony I, Bennett showed up to a Baptist prep game one time too. Really? Yep. Yeah. Uh, hey, let me just say, Baptist prep, we we have some, we have some, <laughs> some guys and some girls. I believe one of the – this isn't sports-related – but one of the founding members of Evanescence, rock band from the early 2000s, is from Baptist Prep. Also, Pulaski Academy and a relative of mine founded that band, Evanescence. If you've seen the movie Daredevil or just have looked up Bring Me to Life on Apple Music, you will know what I'm talking about. Kate, you seem like an Evanescence guy. I don't know much about them except for I think several of them, or at least one of them, went to a manual before they got big let's talk playoffs people had a good had a good two games man these semifinals the last couple of years have really uh lived up to expectations we'll talk alabama michigan first alabama loses to michigan 27 to 20 in overtime controversial play call by the tide going for a quarterback draw on fourth and goal uh what'd you guys think about that play call from the alabama crimson tide from what I heard in the like post game stuff, it sounded like they got the look they wanted, and then it just kind of like fell apart in the actual execution. Seemed like Michigan read it from the beginning; like it, it, they just stuffed it immediately. I don't know too much about the X's and O's. I'll tell you what's weird about that game to me. Aren't we so used as college football fans to like, you know, Nick Saban is the antagonist, you know, like he's the one that's like knocked him off the throne. But somehow because of Jim, Jimmy Harbaugh and everything that they've done this year, like they were kind of the evil ones of that game. You know what I mean? Like they were the ones that you're like, y'all don't, I, I don't know. Maybe y'all feel differently, but. Oh, I get what you're saying. Like they're, they have been uh, accused of and found to be cheaters in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. Michigan Wolverines. Uh, but here's my thing. We were talking about this a little bit. Harbaugh still likable, even though he's always he's always been facing uh, allegations of cheating in various ways. I like Jim Harbaugh, and I'm glad he finally got one of these semifinals. That you know they they uh, they interviewed his parents after the game. That. His dad. <laughs> it's funny that they interviewed this guy's parents. I mean, I, I think Jim Harbaugh is almost sixty years old himself. His dad. His dad looks exactly like him, just grayer. Sure does. I thought it was Jim, guys. I was shook whenever somebody <laughs> said it. I thought it was Jim and his wife, and I was shook when I found out it was his parents. Man. It was his parents. <laughs> He's a 60-year-old man. It's just a grayer Jim. Jalen Milrow got shut down by that defense. Um, sure did. He had 87 rush yards. To, or excuse me, no, he didn't. He had 63 rush yards. But 
he only had 116 through the year. Well, and you kind of realize about those rushing yards too, is he had 63 final because you had to subtract all the sacks. All the sacks, yeah. The, uh, that offensive line for Alabama has been very sus all yeah. year long, and it finally got just absolutely exploited. That center was struggling. Too. You remember what Landon Jackson did to them? I remember. Oh, I remember. Been, it's been bad all year, and it's kind of been their weakness, and they, it's like they've kind of been able to overcome it most of the time, but they almost did again, uh, you know, in that game, but proved to be too much. And I think by the end of the game, I think Milrow was kind of, you know, it felt like their best play there for a while was Milrow scrambling and doing it with his legs. It kind of felt like at the end with that last play, it was maybe in his head that, like, this is my best, this is the best thing. I mean, I don't know if it was play call. I don't know. Or- you know, he's so fast that he can he can create stuff when he wants to with his legs, like you're saying. And I think just a, a final play call where you give him a little bit more freedom where he, it's more of an RPO option I think would be better. My question is, was that the – I mean, I think it was probably the play call, but some people Seemed were like saying it was call. maybe supposed to be a, a pitch. I don't know. I'm glad Michigan got it done. Uh, they're going to be in the finals against Washington. Washington beat Texas. I believe this final score was 37-31. Now, let me tell you about the ending of this game. I don't remember at all because after Washington recovered the onside kick with about a minute 20 left, I turned it off. I went to bed. I didn't realize what was going on until Ethan comes home, right? And he says, he got angry at me. He said, what are you doing? I said, what are you talking about? The game's over. He said, no, it's not. Turn the TV on. I saw the last play. <laughs> Texas had a chance. How do, How in the world? Guys, talk, walk me through what happened. I don't know. I was blind. I was mainly just disappointed. I thought Heath wasn't watching football anymore. I was, I was, I was like, Heath, what are you doing? Like, yeah, I, I quit. Got a phenomenal game. I gave up. Um, I guess I can explain it, considering I'm the one who I justify why there was righteous anger. You know, Washington attempts an onside kick with a minute, a minute nine left, and they don't get it. Texas, I'm following. I'm Texas following. Texas onsides. Washington gets the ball, minute nine left, and they have two timeouts, right? Yeah. So mathematically, you should just be able to run a couple plays, right? Uh-huh. Need the ball or whatever. Walk out of there with a dub. They they run a couple plays. At this point, I don't even know if you should have run a play other than just knee it. I mean, I get it. You would have probably given them like 15 seconds. But they, they, they run a couple plays. And on a run play, Dylan Johnson, their running back, gets hurt. And that's an automatic stoppage of the clock. So basically, Texas got a third timeout, which they desperately needed. Anyways, still because it was an onside kick, the field position set up great for – Washington to just be able to punt it away and Texas be pinned very deep 40 seconds or something left by the time that they're punting it on the punt they run into the return man so that's a penalty they already go 15 yards up and you're kind of thinking like okay this is wild but I mean it's kind of cool that they are getting the ball back with 35 seconds or whatever but like they aren't gonna be able to do it but then that man Quinn Ewers Chunks it deep. And I forget his name, the receiver with dreads. Adonai Mitchell. Comes down with a phenomenal grab. But you got to remember, maybe not. You got to remember, Texas has no timeouts at this point. So they're just freaking out. They're so frantic. 
Anyways, that's about the time I walk into the house because I, I check on ESPN GameCast that they got it down to the 12-yard line, and I see that they have it second and 10. And I'm, I'm like, running because I, I saw that Washington called a 30-second timeout, so I'm like, plenty of time to go from my car inside, and he will have it up, and I'll see the final few plays of the game, see Texas complete this remarkable remarkable comeback but i failed you i, I walk did. in the house and it's dark i said he's doing <laughs> and I, it crossed my mind oh what if he's asleep right now but thankfully he had just gone to his room because he gave up on the longhorns this is my that's the long way of me telling you i did no. how the longhorns almost pulled it off but ethan that was great i, I was riveted I was riveted that entire time. <laughs> I do think At that point, you don't even need to watch the game because you just gave me an apt description of what happened. Sorry. <laughs> but it did make me think, what if at some point I just pull something like this to get Heath out of bed? <laughs> like, what if I had done that and then he turns on the TV? <laughs> it's the post-game, though. <laughs> it's Colorado, Arizona. You're like, oh, it's at eight overtime. <laughs> At two thirty a.m., that would uh, that would bum me out. Let me tell you though, everybody's talking about how good Michigan, Alabama was. Texas, Washington was better. That was I, both, games, both games. Both games. Texas, Washington was almost the most unprobable comeback I've ever seen. Like, I mean, that was so crazy that they had a chance to win it. That would have gone down as the best college football game I've ever seen. It's probably number two as it is. Number two all time. Pro- that final minute was as drunk as it gets. And we said it before what the is day the best? Started. Hold on. What is the best game you've ever seen? Kick six. It doesn't get better than kick six. Yeah, that's true. That was epic. That We said it before the day began. Heath goes, oh, I'm so glad they put the, this is the nightcap game because it has the potential to be wild. And I said, yeah, you have a good point. Like, that game has all the makings of just being sicko. I mean, it was so good. Quick timeout because I'm, I'm watching the end of this Arizona-Colorado game. Colorado is 11 and 2. They're 2 and 0 in conference play. They are losing and are about to lose this game 97 to 47 to Arizona. They are losing by 50 points. Let's see if this guy make this. Three. Oh, no, he made the 3. So it's 97-50. Lottie freaking die. The Buffaloes. Hey, great Big 12 matchup we got going on here. Um, final shot. So, we're getting in, we're getting in with talking about the the championship, Michigan Washington. Uh, Washington, by the way, has lost, or excuse me, has won their last 10 games by 10 points or less. So they are able to get it done. They are able to bend, not break. And this is the first championship without an SEC team since 2014. And here's something that I think is poetic about it. That championship game included Ohio State and Oregon, which are the two main rivals of the teams that are playing in this one. How fun is that? And in the last year of the Big 12, may I add, and the last year of the four-team playoff. So let me ask you this. We're going to go real quick. Everybody's going to tell me who's going to win, the score, and why. And, Cade, let's start with you. What's going to happen? I'm going with Washington to win. And I think that it's going to be 31 to 28. Why? It's kind of an interesting Two styles, because you think of Washington, you think of really good offense, and Michigan, you think of really good defense. So, I think, I mean, both teams are so good that you know they're going to score some. But it's again because of Michigan's defense, I don't think Washington's going to light it up. But I do think that Washington's going to win, 
and I think it's going to be a close game. But either way, I'm excited for it. And I'm really just hoping Washington wins because that's the only team Oregon lost to. That just, yeah, that makes Liberty look better. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> honey, honey, tell me what's going to happen in this game. This is a hard one just because both teams have faced adversity in com- two completely different ways. And so I'm still, I'm going to go with Michigan on a 35-21. Two-touchdown win. You sound like Jim Harbaugh's talking about Michigan facing adversity. Who brought that adversity upon Michigan? Themselves. Themselves. <laughs> did he th- – am I making this up? Did he, did he compare himself to Moses at some point this past week, or am I making that up? I don't know about that. I just know that he said that Jesus would have been a five-star player and a five-star Hall of Fame coach. She ain't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Let's dive into that for a second. Would Jesus, if he were alive today, would he have been a very good football coach and or football player? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, he could have been if he wanted to, but that's not what he came to earth for. Ethan, analyze that for me. Yeah, we're going way over my head right now, to be honest, at this <laughs> hour of the night. But, you know, like, Jesus would have done what Jesus would have done, wanted to do. You know what I mean? Like, if Jesus wanted to take the lowly one star route and do to relate with humanity or something, I mean, maybe he would have done it. But if he wanted to just, if Jesus wanted to torch all of college football, he would have. I mean, he would have the perfect play call every time if he wanted. All right, let me let, let's let's all get right. you back to let's get you back to the game. Talk about that. Who's gonna win? Why and how? I personally, I want Washington to win. I'm gonna be rooting for Washington, but I think Michigan's gonna win. I just. I just don't trust Washington's defense yet. And also seeing Dylan Johnson go down late in that game, who knows if he's going to be back. And he's such a big piece of that offense. I love Michael Penix. Um, It's going to be, if they wear all yellows and all purples, it'll be the most aesthetically pleasing championship ever. But I just see Michigan, they're the evil villains that are going to win it all. And Harbaugh, if you ask Paul Feinbaum, it's going to be his last year at Michigan. Then he'll go for the NFL. Yeah, he's been flirting with the NFL, allegedly, for the past, it seems like, ever since he's been at Michigan. I'm with you, Ethan. I I want Washington to win. I like the Huskies. I like like their colors. I like Michael Penix. But I don't think they're going to win. Watching those two teams, Michigan is a dominant team. They're the more physical team. Uh, They they got some dudes. Like, they got some giant human beings on those lines in the trenches. I think J.J. McCarthy is good enough to get it done. And so I am also going to go Michigan, 34-28. I would like to point out. Yes, go ahead. That I I avoided the curse because you all picked Michigan. And I would also like to point out Washington's O-line did win the Joe Moore Award for best. Joe Moore, Joe Moore, Schmore Moore. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, that's actually, that's, that's meaningful. That's meaningful. But I, I still think Michigan's going to win. However, every time Washington is, what is the word I'm looking for? Underestimated. Uh, they, they get the job done. What were they? Seven point dogs in the Pac-12 championship against Oregon. They won outright. Again, I, I hope Washington wins, but I, I got Michigan winning this one. I, Any, go ahead. I was going to be on that point. How many times this year did I pick Oregon to beat Washington? Twice. How many times did they do it? Zero. Zero. 
Washington's proved me wrong before. Maybe Penix has another just – Penix maybe should have won the Heisman. Penix maybe should have won the Heisman. Don't do that. You don't have to do that. <laughs> Jaden Daniels probably deserved it. But also Penix, I don't know. I digress. Yeah, final thoughts before we get out of here. I know everybody's tired. I'm sleepy. Fantastic. Well, hey, everybody have a good one. Thank you for listening. Championship game. It'll be a fun one. It's going to be a fun one. <laughs> uh, going, going back to the Jesus coaching player analogy from Jim Harbaugh, I think Jesus wouldn't have been a coach. I think God, the father, okay, he's the head coach. And then Holy Spirit is called – he's the offensive and defensive coordinator. And then <laughs> Jesus is the quarterback who is a five-star – and then he has 11 guys around him who are below average players that he turns into a great team. And Judas hit the transfer portal <laughs> and basically takes this average team to the national championship game where he has a career-ending injury in his last game of college. But three days after surgery, goes to the draft in his first round pick. Sounds like twelve men on the field at I some point. Jesus would have taken the lowly form of a water boy and gotten like just to show his unconditional love for these sweaty, nasty, grimy. You know, <laughs> I think. But who knows? Jesus could have done what Jesus would have wanted to do. Has Honey given her input? I have it, <laughs> and I don't even know if I can get any better than Cade's. That, that was pretty good. Cade, you thought that one out. You diagrammed it well. <laughs> he really did. 